Hey everybody, Chuck and Stacy here with VO Buzz Weekly, and I have a message for you. <laughs> We've been putting on this show for, gosh, over five years we're now, right? We're starting sixth year, yeah. Week after week after week. Why? Because we love you. So mm -hmm. we're going to ask you to do something for us in return. You know what you're going to do? Very so simple. simple. Take your little clicker and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you're done. That's all we want. Yay. Easy. Yeah. And feel free Go to do share it. it, right? Absolutely. Okay, well, we're so grateful you came back for part two with the amazing co-owner of CEST, Paul Doherty, let's get buzzed. Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to Feel Buzz Weekly. Weekly. And now, prepare to get seriously buzzed with your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacey J. Aswan. <laughs> what advice would you have um, to voice actors out there um, that may be seeking agency representation? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily with CESD, but just in general, what advice would you give them to be prepared for that? Give the agent something to sell. Mm. And that happens from knowing the market that you're pursuing. Knowing everything about animation you can know, which I think for most younger people is easy. Yeah. Uh, especially those who game and have gamed over the years. Yeah. Mm. Uh, know what commercials are playing, what sort of uh, uh, reads there are. God knows there's been a parlor game around for years mm -hmm. about uh, people trying to guess what celebrity <laughs> is voicing the recent car campaign. Yep. Um, you've got to know your trade. Uh, if you want to be an electrician, I hear you've got to know about, being, about electricity mm. and yeah. hooking up wires and that sort of thing. Uh, it's the same thing in our business. Uh, several actors, not a lot, some come into our business thinking, oh, this is, I've heard this is a great, fast way to make money. Yeah. Uh, I'm not in the Ronco business. That's not true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard as that may be to believe. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Um, it can be, but yeah. it'll only happen through craft. They're yeah. going to hit the number. Yeah. <laughs> My mother, rest, sitting right now, I hope she won the number on the other side. I'm sure she did. she did. And, uh, but it's, it's going to happen through craft. Mm -hmm. and not through, oh, I, I hear this is the Ronco side of show yeah. business. And uh, gee, once a, there was a thing, I remember a, a great client of ours for years and years, Neil Ross, great guy, and uh, he was in radio for a long time, came into voiceover at a very good time, I think around 1980, and studied with the teachers of that time, a great student uh, all through his career. And... Um, I remember him telling me once in the booth, the confessional, you hear everything in the audition booth, uh, about how uh, someone had said to him, I think, and if Neil sees this and I'm wrong, correct me, mm. uh, that the uh, thought process or what people thought of voiceover in, the, in that time, the early 1980s, was once you're on the merry-go-round, you're on it forever. Once you're in, you're in. You'll always work. Yeah. Well, when there are four to 600 talent at the most in a marketplace, in a huge marketplace like this, you got yeah. a shot at that. Yeah. yeah. Not now. I mean, you got to keep reinventing and working and doing whatever it takes to continue to be on the merry-go-round. And I can't emphasize enough learning craft. Yeah. I've seen so, so many actors, mm -hmm. the moment they turn, even they're great people and what done wonderful work on stage or in television and, or pictures, and they like voiceover, they haven't quite gotten it yet, but then there's that moment when they finally start doing the proper preparation, that's similar to the preparation they use for their on-camera or mm -hmm. stage acting, and apply it to voiceover, and boom, they get it, and you suddenly hear that read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that really came from not only a heightened awareness, but 
preparation Absolutely. and understanding the craft right. and understanding who they are and how their opinion is going to be heard through what they read. Yeah. Again, and a, how important it is yeah. that they have. Well, that's opinion. basically what yeah. they're hiring. It's easy as a shorthand to say, well, yeah. oh, people love my voice. And I always remember the, the uh, uh, great uh, voiceover teacher, Maurice Tobias, uh, uh, who's helped so many people over the years, mm -hmm. saying that, uh, uh, you know, that's a wonderful compliment when you get it, because she would often hear from a beginner, right. uh, uh, you know, my wife, my family, the guy who works at the ad agency down the street uh, said that I have a nice voice. And she said, what they're saying to you is, you have a nice piano. But the only way you're going to get a voiceover career is if you learn how to play that piano. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I embellish it saying, learning to play it like Van Cliburn or Paderewski. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, otherwise, if you've got a beautiful Steinway, and if you can't play that thing, you've got a Forget big expensive piece of furniture right. there. Has anybody ever said to you, uh, hey, Paul, you have a really <laughs> nice voice. Have you ever thought about getting into voiceover? Uh, every every moment in the mirror. <laughs> I look in the mirror, mirror on the <laughs> Would you represent yourself? Would you take yourself on as you know a they do, You know they do that in England. They, they do, do, right? They yeah. do. Yeah, they don't do that here. Have you ever thought about like, you know, well, I got a pretty nice voice. But, you know. Do you, you ever what, go into uh, the look, booth when no one's watching? You really do. You have this you really beautiful. I, well, you, thank you. You're a very yeah. good storyteller. I don't know if I can play the you piano, know, but it's a nice piano. I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I make demos. <laughs> so I can hook you up. I'm getting the pitch right here. <laughs> you know, and thank you for that. Yeah, that's a great it. compliment to have. Uh, it goes back to my mother putting me, uh, telling me to go get the job that has the steady paycheck. <laughs> uh, and by the time anything, I mean, because I'd worked on the radio as a kid, not that I was that great, but, uh, you know, with the heavy duty New <clears throat> Jersey accent of 1975, um, I found that what I was able to do is take that, the instrument and whatever personality I have and point of view and just direct it into good salesmanship. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it worked. Uh, it really worked well over the phone. My microphone was the phone. Yeah. Uh, that's since now turned into email, which right. made, had to make me into a somewhat more clever writer. Uh, <laughs> but during the phone-only days, uh, that, that was my, uh, my little gift, mm. was the telephone. And that's where I realized, glad I had the opportunity uh, in school to go into radio and learn something about this. I mean, there were no Maurice Tobiases in Plainfield, New Jersey teaching at that time, but whatever I could get at that moment. And, uh, uh, and now have it segue into selling an actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On the phone, through whatever yeah. contacts, of course. Yeah. directing them in the booth at that time. And it, it wound up paying off, but in a way I never thought of it. Uh, paying off. What do you think are some of the do's and don'ts of the client-agent relationship? What we don't or they don't? <laughs> we don't. You know, like they what do, do you, or they don't. You know, what do you think, what do you think <laughs> Because obviously good, you're never wrong. Yeah, but makes a good client-agent relationship. Um, a, uh, a mutual agreement to do your best possible job. And I know that sounds a little... Hope you change vague. I don't mean it to sound that way, mm -hmm. but if you go into it where um, I'll work with you, you work with me, we're going to be a team as much as one can be a team. Right. Uh, the notion of a team is the old uh, line from uh, the old picture all about uh, Eve uh, when the, you know 
she's saying about uh, Eve, uh, you know, she behaves like an agent with only one client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There isn't that. Yes. There's some managers maybe with only one client. Exactly. But not in agent land. That doesn't, mm -hmm. uh, you know, right. feed the hungry mouths. Right. Uh, but we try as, as much as we can to have a personal touch, to be upfront, to give good counsel, advice, and, uh, um, and an enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that is uh, uh, important for the agent to always show that enthusiasm. Yeah. Which well, is and tough. for the client, too. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Well, and then the client. Uh, but well, I think it's important for the client to remember that they are not the only client. And I think sometimes you can get very <laughs> myopic. Like, He's like, oh, no, please know. don't go there. No, but I think that's important. It happens. Yeah. And if yeah, it yeah, does, yeah. it depends upon what level they're at. Because that yeah. agent is like peanut it. butter. They're spreading themselves and if there's, out. And if there's for... one thing that you can tell a, 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 a talent, client, mm -hmm. not to do to the agent, one thing that you just will not tolerate, what would that be? You have to put it on a t-shirt. What would it be? <sighs> God, it's a tough one because you know, there's not a big enough t-shirt. Uh, it's a circus tent. Tent. Uh, tarp. Um, I, I think it's just the actor keeping in mind that, look, these people are on my side. Mm -hmm. Why turn this into an adversarial relationship? Mm -hmm. And of course that happens at times because they come from that. Yeah. They come from a culture of adversarial relationships, so every relationship they have in their life, business or otherwise, is somehow turns into, you know, a, a, a long Arthur Miller play. Right. Um, but I would, everybody cut each other a little slack. Mm -hmm. For agents, look, plenty of times we got to eat humble pie. We're not the star. We're not the star. Much as we like to think sometimes we are, or we've done X, Y, and Z, and we certainly try to encourage each other as the employer to encourage people. But ultimately, the actor is the star. We work for them, not them for us. And uh, that for the agent to keep in mind more than anything. The client, That's a work nice with us, behave. Those Good are available on Amazon.com. <laughs> Get those on Amazon. That's great, yeah, very good, very good. So if you could leave our viewers with some wisdom or maybe a few tips for pursuing their voiceover career and having it be in the, you know, in the lane of having success in that career, mm -hmm. what would that be? I think the number one thing for anyone who wants to take the plunge into this, and I won't start with a discipline, yeah. I'll start with a creative permission, mm -hmm. play full out. Mm. Play full out. When you're starting, and uh, whether you're starting on, a, on a, the microphone in your phone, or wherever it is, and what a wonderful time we live in, mm. that you have that of course. right in front of you, wherever you want, yeah. play full out. And that's not just limited to animation, which is an obvious one. Yeah. Right. Um, find out who it is you are and what it is you want to sell. People arrive with the dream, but sometimes without the goods or without a means to get to the goods. They may have the goods, but you've got to get a pick and shovel out to find them. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, if you play full out, I think somehow you're going to find it. With that then bring in the disciplines, meaning the training, uh, the procedures to prepare to turn this performance art of playing full out into something that's saleable. Mm -hmm. We're in commerce. This is not uh, a yeah. full, I'm not, I don't run an actor philanthropy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. uh, and, uh, and most actors, the good ones we work with aren't running actor philanthropies either. Yeah. They are business people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, they're fun and wonderful and very creative. Um, look for good teaching. 
God, good teaching. Imagine, we take good teaching for granted when you send somebody to medical school or right. some other profession that requires deep learning yeah. in order to get yeah. that sheepskin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, voiceover has gotten so casual, there is no sheepskin. You kind of arrive and somebody hears you on whatever and suddenly you're in the door, of, I don't know if in for very long, but you're in the door. Um, but then suddenly they realize, I don't have any craft. Yeah. Get to craft. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that from any sort of teacher in the uh, creative arts. Yeah. Craft. That's the longevity. That's where the longevity Absolutely. comes Absolutely. And not in any way a craft that's going to somehow, you know, tamp down that beautiful uh, playing full out that's eventually going to be saleable somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you do have to somehow to manage it and package it somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to delivering to the agent something to sell. Mm, very good. I mean, you're delivering something to sell, it's still a promise, but at least it's something tangible. Right. As opposed to, my mother says I have a nice voice, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I, I, my hope is that I will be able to do the follow. It's like, yeah. My hope. I, I, I want a doctor who says to me, my hope. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you're gonna be okay. My hope is that you're gonna keep all your limbs. Can't promise. Could I you hope sign? you don't God. die. Yes, it's true. Not, not what you want to hear. You know, yeah. uh, uh, was that awful of uh, metaphor about throwing stuff against the wall, a particular S word against the wall, yeah. and seeing what sticks? You really don't want to be that, uh, uh, where it's just by you know uh, physics that you stick to the wall. Uh, you have to stick to the wall because you have something to deliver to the marketplace. Absolutely. A unique point of view that can be sold. And in this day and age, it's not necessarily based on the instrument. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really And again, I, I go so to true. commercials first. Yes. Yeah. In commercials. Animation's different, and it's a different genre in promo trailer yeah. narration to an extent. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of uh, plain old regular commercials, point of view, gang, they are hiring your point of view. They may say, I like mm -hmm. your voice. So, oh, what yeah. an interesting voice. Yeah, that is. What a boring voice. You just hit like a really, really. You nailed that it, was actually Paul. very deep that right was, there. Because most on the world. people don't even think of that. Well, yeah. they don't think that they have permission. How do I want to sound? It's like. I mean, yeah. look, uh, uh, being at this stage of life, I can carry on all day about the, the trophy generation who get a trophy for showing up. <laughs> yeah. There isn't a trophy for showing up in a voiceover, there just right. isn't. The accomplishment is booking the job, which is done through ability, craft, yeah. like it or not, luck. Mm -hmm. It's luck. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have to deliver the performance, going back to ability and craft, but sometimes getting the opportunity, it, there's an element of luck. That's half the yeah. fun. Of yeah. course. There's luck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's a sentence I would like for you to finish, please. Sure. Paul Doherty is happiest when he... Hears that we booked somebody on a hell of a wonderful role. Wow, that was fast. Mm. Do you know why? Why? Well, first of all, <laughs> we have people working. Yeah. People income. get fed, and their people get Mouth fed. Mouths are being fed. Yes. Work makes happier agency owner. Now, I certainly speak for my partner on that one. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it makes happier agent who works for us want to keep them happy, they got to go through enough grief in a day. Yeah. Makes client performer happy. Once they do job, hopefully makes buyer happy. Right. The casting person, producer, director, whomever is the chief cook and bottle washer, mm -hmm. uh, is thrilled. 
there isn't, it's a great feeling, especially when it's for a part and uh, that there's something about it that we love. Right. And, uh, and that happens even in commercials, even though we see so much commercial work come through of various quality. But I think none of us sit there in judgment. That was a big problem in the old days uh, with the, uh, the then older talent who had a constant running dialogue about how much they hated the material. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying, again, anyone shouldn't have an opinion. There are times you look at this and say, who the hell wrote this? Right. Yeah. But, hey, I'm in the pool. And any but good... somebody did write that, and That's they spent a long time well, getting uh, that piece of paper to you, so... You we know. have the opportunity. Yeah. And, but any good actor who's been trained well, and any good teacher, mm -hmm. will say to them, uh, uh, and whatever particular teachers' methods are of breaking copy down and preparation. But I would think any of them have to have something in there about acknowledging your reaction to the copy. Yeah. At some point, uh, an individual has got to look at it and say, hey, I got an issue with this and I got to figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always remember uh, uh, Maurice in this case, and I think the others do it as well, uh, where she would uh, say to the actor, they read the Toyota spot, and there was just something about it that was wrong. And she'd say, do you have an issue with Toyota? Well, yeah, well, my mother had an accident one, you know, when I was a kid and I was in the back seat. Mm. All right, so you're going to have an issue about Toyota. What car do you like that's in a similar genre? Mm -hmm. Volvo. <laughs> Think Volvo, <laughs> say, say Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> yeah. Every one of the actors I watched her work with back in those workshops, night and day, yeah. night and day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just in allowing them to finally acknowledge mm -hmm. their friggin' opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, all this is basic yep. for anyone who has studied to be an actor, exactly. a stage, movie, or TV actor. In voiceover, sometimes they don't feel they can use that. Be my guest. Yeah. It's only going to bring you closer to it. Absolutely. And you know what? I've seen that most of the, the great voice actors that I have worked with have this, this they, they could take something simple, two lines, and have it sound like a paragraph mm -hmm. because it has so much story in it. That's right. You know, and they're good at that. And they book all the time, by the way, because they can do that. They can take a tiny little thing that has nothing to it and make something out of it. In animation, right. you know, I know people that just like are like, they book like crazy and they're, a lot of them you probably represent over there, but these people go in for an audition and they take something that's supposed to be funny, but maybe isn't that funny and make it funnier. Mm -hmm. than even the writers intended it to be. That's what they want. That's magic. Take this yeah. stuff and make it work. Play. And yeah. the, uh, um, and that's the wonderful thing uh, that so many actors sometimes miss because if they've led an interesting life, even if they're relatively young people, yeah. uh, and they come from you know having a bunch of interesting character people as relatives like I had, um, that's sociology. Yeah. That's so important to totally. bring mm -hmm. uh, 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 to capture an audience. Uh, in terms of capturing the, the audience today, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak to that. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I can imagine just how difficult it is. Having teenage children, uh, I see what attracts them, and that wasn't what would have attracted me, mm -hmm. or what, what I had available to me when I was the same age. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, it was obviously much more traditional back then. Yeah. Or, although back then it was thought cutting edge, but now it looks like, you know, <laughs> it's in black and white, so old. Um, the opinion part is definitely something someone has to address. Yeah, if they have opinion, absolutely. I always remember Maurice again saying, if they have opinion about advertising and an opinion about, uh, and a negative opinion about whatever it is they're doing, address it or mm -hmm. you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. You're wasting 
the the the, the uh, bytes in the computer are saving this stuff. Yeah. Right. It's just right. not worth it. Yeah. yeah. And the opportunity's gone. And what happens is, and this is something that only hits any voice agent who might watch this will identify. You suddenly get hit with booth uh, uh, traffic, booth uh, uh, gridlock, where <laughs> somebody can't find it in the copy because yeah. they haven't done their proper preparation or been mm -hmm. trained to do the preparation. Mm -hmm. And we suddenly have a, a friggin' traffic jam of people because this one is on take 10 because mm -hmm. they can't get it. I mean, there's some agents who throw them out of the booth. We haven't quite had to do that. Right. <laughs> but our directors, Set I think, the, are pretty uh, good. timer. I'm sorry, yeah. your time is up. Well, You'll have to yeah. do it. Only so many hours in a yes. day. Yeah, and I do. Yes. I, one thing I have noticed yes. through the years is that you guys, you, you, you guys, you guys vet your talent. Um, the talent that you guys represent is a pretty high caliber talent, which is great. Well, you it's have fantastic. to. That, uh, you do. You have to. Well, that, well, this was again the transition towards a bigger talent pool, and mm -hmm. this was back through the '80s into the '90s, where we were inclined to believe the demo. Yeah, a demo made from scratch by Elf, whomever was making it, done very well, but. We didn't know how long it took the actor to get to that read. Mm -hmm. right. That's the miracle of editing and, and other stuff that went into this. Yeah. Right. Then we get him into the studio in the daily drill in our office. Yep. Oh my God, it was a bad dentist's office, pulling teeth. Uh, and so we started a process uh, back in the uh, early mid 90s where if we liked the demo, that's, this is a newcomer, not, not a veteran talent. Yeah, of course. A newcomer, uh, we would bring them in to uh, test with us in the booth with the voiceover director, with copy that's current that we're doing at that mm -hmm. moment, whatever their genre is that yep. they read in, and we'd have a great sense of, a better, far better sense of what right. they can do. Yeah. Right. So that, that really is when the vetting happened. You can't, exactly. couldn't just rely on the newcomer's yeah. demo. Well, you guys are still doing that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> every yeah. day. I mean, because, uh, yeah, I mean, we could even do that when all day if we wanted to. Yeah. to CESD, it. it's I like, it. she it's was great. vetted. <laughs> The famous potentialing. I don't know who the hell named it that. I don't think I did it. I mean, yeah. I came up with it, but I don't think I No, it's named necessary. It. Yeah. And, you know, and, because, and, and, you know, I've heard, you know, they say, I can't believe they made me read. Or, you know, an agency, it's like, of course, of course. and they should. And yeah, that's absolutely. your job. And you, you shouldn't feel offended I think offended too many people, I wish we had asked to read yeah. just to get a sense. Yeah. You can't necessarily go on the walking around. When you think about your... Um, illustrious career you know why do you think you've been so successful why do you think you're still because I've here? never because I've never thought of it as illustrious mm. and I don't say that as any false humility right. right voiceover is real what I always have called meat and potato yeah mm -hmm. I, I, I have a low pretense threshold anyway and uh, uh, I never think of voiceover in any sort of pretentious way. Mm -hmm. It's just a good, solid, working actor, or even celebrity actor, meat and potato, wonderful craft. It's, it's such a marvelous way to tell a story when you have no other way other than the voice. Mm -hmm. No makeup, no body. I remember a, a, a celebrity actor uh, we had in the booth years ago, long before I had, you know, Maurice training or anything like that. And... Uh, he said to me before we did the audition, because he was new to voiceover, not new to acting, he was well known, and certainly had done looping and, and other sorts of narrative work. Um, but he said, you know, right now, I've never felt more naked than I feel at this moment, and mm. I've been naked in movies. Mm. You have? Oh, that'd no, be the last person, the actor. Okay. <laughs> what, do you want to scare the audience away? I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah. I thought maybe we were getting to some us, juicy Chuck. section Stay. of Paul Doherty here or something. No. Well, that's that the juiciest I ever had in a booth, but you know what? He was right. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the wrong. I can think of other agents that are better for you with that line. <laughs> Bring them in. Yeah. It's eight to one. We won't yeah. mention any names, though, right? Later. Uh, yeah, later. Uh, no, in his case, this, this actor, this celebrity, uh, he was absolutely right. You're never more naked than you are in front of that microphone. Absolutely, mm. man. I mean, everything is there. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard that from many a teacher and many a smart teacher brings that up. And uh, many a smart actor yeah. brings that up. Every, that's why I think most people, you know, people who are not in voiceover, who are in whatever other occupation, never like hearing their voice or their point of view. Yeah. Uh, they can watch themselves in a you know, movie without sound or in the, you know, photographs right. going by and whatever right. collage. God knows in the selfie era, that's all they're seeing. Mm. Yeah. But when they hear their voice, you see them turn, turn that off. I can't hear that Yeah. because they hear their mother, their father, their aunt, their sister they don't like, their cousin they don't like, their friend they uh, broke mm. up with years ago. All of this crap comes back just by hearing the voice. Yeah. And uh, uh, that, uh, that, that's the great challenge in voiceover. Yeah. Is just getting over all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. And walking into this yeah. and being able to deliver a unique performance that works for a particular customer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Commercial, animation, promo trailer narration, whatever other kind of voiceover is around these days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do I deliver the goods? Yeah. And the nice thing about your show is it's the first time I've seen in 32 years of and taking advantage of today's technology of these performers who do this coming on and having a place to talk. Thank you. Thank you. That and that, we didn't even ask him a question about that. But that, uh, no, that, that was really nice. Paul. I mean, because it's, you know, it's a privilege to be one of your clients, first of all. But you, your passion, your purity of heart, it really comes through. And it comes through in everyone that is under the umbrella of CESD oh, as a client, well, as an employee. And so thank you for that. That's very kind of you. Absolutely. Well, it's the, amazing. It look, really we're is. all going to have bad days, and mm -hmm. we're all going to get frustrated at whatever, and one job is not going to be as much fun as a previous job, it, but that's life. It's the same way I hear working in the Walmart stockroom. Uh, it just, that's work. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but this is a marvelous way to make a living, and I just think of the people I've known in these 32 years in voiceover, and even those I knew back in New York in the, in the late 70s and early 80s, who managed to take their ability and turn it into a very nice middle class and very often upper middle class living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that says a lot. Yeah. It really does. Uh, they're not just, uh, you know, doing daily dribble work. Yeah. This is really yeah. unique. Nope, nope. And they've been able to send children through college, buy nice homes, yeah. live a good life. Going into a little playground every day. It's amazing. Yeah. We're very fortunate. Well, we're, we're very living. fortunate. We, we're, we're fortunate to have had yeah. uh, Paul with us today. Yeah. And I want to put My him pleasure. in the hot seat okay. and have him pick a card. We're going to do this a magic trick. This is the mystery question. <laughs> Look at uh -oh. him. He's, even gonna, though, he's running away. Even uh -oh. though you're my boss, I'm not going to treat you Pick any card, differently. Paul. I'm not your boss. <laughs> we work for you. We are a team. That's right. Yes. Watch, I got so clever with this, I won't pull anything. Okay. And now read it Do in you your best character it? voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you were in the booth, how would you read that? Do you let the little things get in the way of the big things? Mm. At times, but I try to be careful. The thing is, 
<laughs> the key with this is trying to figure out what is a little thing and what is a big <laughs> thing. Ah, exactly. Very good. What do you see as <laughs> a little thing? There you go. That is the wisdom. Yes. My little thing is your big thing. And yeah. I mean that with the greatest degree of respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are we now? And uh, <laughs> there's your soundbite. Oh my a, God, that was hysterical. <laughs> People Look, around the world. I'm are... not giving out names, but as yeah. long as we're getting, you know, uh, 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 alluding to something, ra Randy, I'll never forget when I first became a voice agent. Yeah. And I'm reading. Uh, a couple of character people who I, I'm looking at, I'm thinking, I remember you, you were in the Munsters. <laughs> you were in that episode of, of, of the Donna Reed show. I mean, you knew who these people yeah, were and yeah. they had tremendous resumes back in radio. I mean, yeah, these are yeah, the founding yeah. fathers of, or mothers of voiceover. And they, these were two particular women. And they got talking about when, and I, this is now I'm with them in the mid 1980s. And they're talking about when these opportunities came, I think a little under the radar, meaning not union. Mm. Uh, in the late 60s, where they went in and were looping porn. Oh, Monoverse. And I thought, what? <laughs> what? You're the Donna Reed show. <laughs> yeah. You did that I Love Lucy, I remember. And you did what? Yeah. Oh, the bubble it's was It's voiceover. <laughs> you talk, talked about it earlier. Right. You got to feed those mouths. They had a point of view they that had they a needed point to of share. Talk about that. In there the, you uh, go. Uh, and, and <laughs> My goodness gracious. And that they joked about that. But it was... Uh, and and. Whatever semblance of innocence I had left by 1986 oh uh, went right you out the booth door. You grew up a little bit that day, didn't <laughs> well, you? Well, <laughs> listen, all I know is that you've already made your mother proud. Yes. And uh, we probably yes. need to go before we get Paul in trouble. Yes. Because he's going to start I, I, telling stories as he shouldn't be telling. Not, on, not on this particular that's program. The, that's the memoir. That's <laughs> exactly. the memoir. So, Paul, I'm going to leave you with this. Thank you Thank so you. much, buddy, so for much. being on our show. We really appreciate it. It and means I, a lot to us. Hey, uh, uh, like I said, this is a marvelous tool. And thank you for showcasing all the so many of the people I know even if I don't represent them I know them uh, thank you uh, and it's it's great to see them have this opportunity beautiful and uh, and if I ever do a memoir you know what the title is what plus 10 ah I love it <laughs> nice uh, let's that's nice. a newcomers you may not get that no but don't but worry. they will don't even tell them plus <laughs> 10 you have to buy we'll the domain out for that absolutely yes, buy it in advance for absolutely. the uh, yeah, oh your viewers you. just bought it <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't all right guys don't. we will see you next time thank you so much thank you hi everybody this is Paul Doherty co-head of CESD talent agency and I just got buzzed by Chuck and Stacy and you know what stay sober go to meetings prepare your copy well that's all we have with Paul Doherty and I have to say man what an incredible man he's so incredible and what a wealth of information and I really hope that everything he said in this part and part one helps you guys and gives you something you didn't know before absolutely it's not every every day that you get to spend some time with somebody like that a mm -hmm. huge name like Paul Doherty in the industry yeah. uh, and get things from the perspective of a gigantic agent superstar and so we're excited to, and honored to have had him on the show absolutely. for you guys hope you enjoyed it absolutely hey you guys don't forget to keep up with us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram we love you thank you so much for watching and just remember you, you always have time for a little buzz Just listen to VO Buzz Weekly, watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com, on their YouTube channel, or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demo that Rock. Rock.
the voiceover demo producer to the stars, is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.